2: Welcome to the Love HQ podcast, this is a place for women who want to explore love, sex, dating and relationships through an unconventional approach of ditching the normal dating advice, prizing yourself as an individual and listening to expert interviews from all different walks of life, focusing on how you can get more in touch with yourself as a person, develop better relationships and live life on your terms. Hey, hey, hey. Hey Steve. So I'd just like to say, and welcome women and potential men listeners uh, to my Love HQ podcast. We're back again. I am so happy uh to be joined once more by Steve. Uh Steve is the founder of the sexual life and host of the 21 convention. And he's just, I've just taped with him an uh, amazing attraction HQ podcast. So I'm so happy that he can come and talk on Love HQ as well. So thank you very much for coming along. Now as Love HQ, I think has a bit more of a female listenership. Do you want to, could you maybe kind of give the women that are listening a bit of an insight into your, into your past and kind of what brings you here today?
1: Man, well, what brings me here today is you, but right. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, you know, like I mainly work as a men's coach. I don't have a lot of outlets for, uh, you know, working with women, but my whole pursuit in sex and relationships has really been how can I connect to women to be a better expression of myself. Didn't start out that way. I just knew I wanted women. You know, right. I just knew I wanted love. I knew I wanted to be intimate. I knew I wanted to be sexual. I knew you know all these different things that we have, but I wasn't able to put the puzzle together. And you know, I'm still putting it together, but I feel I feel like I got this down a little bit better than I had before.
2: Right. And I think what was great is when I actually went um on Steve's podcast a couple of weeks ago I thought, man, you know, I've been through some weird stuff, bad stuff, you could say, but just stuff recently. And you gave me a really strong impression of someone who's walked a bit of a journey and life and has actually put some pieces of the puzzle in place. You know, we're never a complete picture, but... You seem to have uh, elevated yourself out of the first state of confusion, which I think you really adequately put down as, like, Mm. particularly that male intrinsic desire to, like, want to do stuff, (laughs) you know?
1: Confusion is the first step in learning, and I've been confused for a lot of my life.
2: (laughs) Right, right. And I think that what I kind of wanted to, like, what pearls of wisdom I wanted to kind of get out of you a little bit for the, the women that are listening today is, obviously, as women... Sometimes we experience or have these profound relationship or romantic experiences and we collide with men. And I think we Mm. often have this idea in our mind about how we believe men should react and um, engage with us. And sometimes life happens and men kind of disappoint us or don't act in a way that we consider to be very manly or very strong or they might be unfaithful or they might leave us in bad situations and for yeah. women it can be really actually that's a struggle sometimes to kind of like go okay that didn't end well uh, to reflect you know about what you can do yourself as a woman to you know make more constructive choices in the past but also i meet a lot of women who struggle to move on from being so profoundly hurt by, by a relationship with a man. So, you know, I wanted to begin with by kind of, in a way, sort of creating some empathy or understanding as to why men sometimes do things that are not ideal in terms of, you know, their relationships with women and their life responsibilities. And I thought, well, Steve, you're going to be the man. (laughs) So
1: first off, I'm just going to start off with a quick apology, ladies, is that I got to go pretty quick uh, just because we took a long time with the Attraction HQ podcast. And hopefully we can continue this discussion. But what Haley's talking about here is that for myself, that I've seen with myself and especially with coaching men and just knowing a lot of women, too, is that in general, we're afraid to have that relationship that might change us, but we also desire it. And as men, there are so many fears that come to play. I know women may have some of these same fears, but they're a little bit different and hopefully it can help you understand men a, a little bit better in this. And this may not be all men, but it's just really common. Uh, You know, I've been monogamous for three years now, and that's the first time I was monogamous in 13 years, which is kind of crazy that I was so not used to this life. I had a five-year relationship before this one, but, you know, we we, all sorts of different stuff, polyamorous and experimented with, you know, living with different women and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, what I realized about myself is that, you know, human beings have all sorts of different ways that they have sex and relationships, but I was exploring that because… I was afraid of putting all my eggs in one basket. And there's a lot of reasons why men are afraid of monogamy. And I'm not trying to say monogamy is the way or whatever. It's just the way that I'm in now and that I've decided for my life. But men are dying to be intimate. It's not a fear of intimacy we all want that we are longing for that time we can be held in a woman's arms and she can accept us for who we are when we screw up when we do good when we can we can have somebody to have our back that is truly the most beautiful trait is of that a woman can give that every man secretly desires it's just the first thing he's looking at is all this other superficial stuff first you know like and you women know it it's like well, I'm going to look at her body or I'm going to look at what she's doing or she's so sexy in this way. Once we hit connection or rapport with that woman, it starts to move into this area where we really want somebody that we can connect with. And it's hard for men to communicate that. And so we talk to our friends like, like, oh no, I just just want to do this to her, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But but we move into that where that happens, right? And 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 that is the desire of every man. Yeah, and and I
2: also think that men don't get probably quite as much chance to express themselves on that intimate level, right? You know, in than women do. We we're actually quite lucky in the sense that within our social relationships and within what we're, you know, generally Considered normal and permitted to do in society, we get a lot more opportunity to be totally emotionally discursive and to explore how you, we feel You guys know how to
1: do that stuff, and talk. We
2: nail it, and that's actually that's actually why guys become so one of the main reasons why guys become so you know disconnected or hostile or suicidal even is because they don't have much outlet or much expression. For that it's and also
1: i think you know men aren't so there's verbal expression which women are just like they got it down emotional expression they got it down sure there's problems with it but in comparison to the men you, you you just naturally have more more of an ability to to do that now as men we're also not communicating in our non-verbal areas of like working or doing stuff or using our bodies mm-hmm. and, and women obviously have that too but there's like like it's It's hard for men to socially communicate. There's not a big outlet uh, for it. But another discussion for later. What I want to get into is when a man gets that intimacy with you and you're talking to him, you hit it off and it's good and you're connecting. And, you know, he's still being a dude in the way that he's driven or been taught how to do it. But there's a side of him that really wants that intimacy that that we are dying for as men. But here's the fear. I don't know, uh, man, uh, one big fear, massive fear, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like my parents. I grew up, I saw my parents fighting, they hated each other, or they went through a divorce, I was left alone. That doesn't work. This is bullshit. This is the biggest scar in my life, but at the same time, I want it. Mm -hmm. And there's this Mm -hmm. huge, huge, huge fear. There's another one that I see with guys like myself who've taught in the pickup and seduction industry, because there's so little relationships at all whether right. it's monogamous it's like, or polyamorous it's like or whatever. so
2: it's just so the women know in the particularly in the male dating space so much emphasis uh put on like the initial hunt at uh, so little emphasis put on what the hell happens after you actually you know find yourself in some kind of a relationship or you become more intimate with a woman
1: yeah, so it's interesting, like structured monogamy, how we have taught it in many different variations in our culture, totally unnatural. But the feeling of wanting to give yourself completely to a woman will happen. If you are sexually active with a, with a woman as a man, that you're going to feel that. You will feel that I want to do this and I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Now, that may go away after a week or a day or three months. And it's real easy to maintain for that you know honeymoon phase of three months or so. But that is going to happen, and men are terrified of that. Why? Because there's this huge faction in our culture of where we can't be weak, we can't admit mm-hmm. fault. Uh, you know, I always have to posture. And uh, you know, we were talking about this on the other podcast. Is men who are really experienced in life, they do know how to admit fault and be weak at the right times and all that sort of stuff, and then be dominant at the right times as well. But there's this fear of how I can you know, give myself to a woman. And then also there's this other fear of like, hey, I can get in this ride. I don't know where it's going. I'm not in control of the steering wheel. I don't know where the brake is. I may not know how to stop it, you know, or if they, for myself, I, there was a time where I had a lot of experience with women, but I hadn't yet figured out all the different variations of it. So it's like I knew how to fall in love. I knew how to connect deep. I knew how to have sex and be good and please her and get to her inner side of all that sort of stuff. And uh, well, not everybody, but you know, there was, was a strong point, right? Yeah. But I didn't know how to handle it two weeks down the road when a problem came up. Right. What was I going to do? Solve that with sex? What was I going to do? Solve that with you know, some sort of emotional leverage when reality was needed, you know, when I really mm. needed to be there. And so this is a huge fear. What do I do when that happens? I run. I come up with a panic. I come up with a drama. And, uh, you know, women do this too, but men are really afraid of it. Um, You know, I'll tell you this, is that for guys, what they really want from a woman is first, you know, might be the superficial stuff, might be a sexual outlet, but every man's sex drive is different and all that sort of stuff, but that'll run out. And in that period of all that carnal stuff, and that feels good for women too, you know, it's just not the only thing, but the thing that they're really dying for and they, they really need and they really want from a woman is this understanding and this acceptance, this, this, how can you be the personal champion for one another? How can you be the biggest fan for one another? And men need to learn this stuff too, mm-hmm. absolutely, for their wives or their girlfriends or partners. Um, and also, how can you accept them no matter what? Because what makes this this common primal urge that we have to nest with somebody, so much of the fulfillment around that is articulated in somebody has my back, Mm -hmm. somebody's with me, somebody's my partner, somebody is a part of me. And men and women need to learn to connect and unify and realize that my completion of my masculinity comes from my... Entering into the feminine, allowing the feminine to affect me and and myself affect it, and that's when it starts to make sense. That could happen in all sorts of different relationship structures, but for me, that's uh, right now. That's a monogamous relationship, and uh, man, it it's it's a big challenge. It's it's a tough thing, but it's one of the greatest things of my life. Clearly, and uh, just such a good vehicle for me uh, with. Got the last couple of years of my life. It's been freaking awesome.
2: Yeah. And, and what I'd like to say is, I thought that was a, a really great point that you made, particularly around um, acceptance. And I think a lot of the time, and I have to say this, women and ladies, that's like uh, a lot of female dating advice and a lot of male dating advice as well can be quite combative. And I actually don't think that's often the right way to steer things. Um, so I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. So. Uh, you know what? If a, quite what will often will happen is if a man comes to a place where he feels that if he's going to say something, if he's if he's going to be honest, then he's going to receive punishment for that, or that won't be received well, or there'll be immediate panic or lots of emotions that he can't control. If he feels that he doesn't have permission to talk, he will shut up or he'll lie, not to Definitely. be not to be evil but because he's he perceives lying as less bad and less volatile and less of a threat to a relationship than being open so it's dangerous territory so and you know it's so easy to slip into cycles of you know we've all we've all been cheated on right and had someone like screw us over in the past so you know it can be really easy to become a bit anxious around that and to you know ask some more questions and eventually give off the imp- or you know to really overreact when He's uh, you know, he's gone out for a drink with a woman and we didn't know who the woman was and he didn't ask us first. And you know, a lot of the time it can be easy to think that like the right way to be powerful as a woman and to like lay, draw a line in the sand is to have a really strong reaction to stuff like that, to be like fiery and feminine and powerful. And in fact a lot of the time if you don't do that with the right level of moderation, it's fine if it's really required. But uh what it can communicate is that actually to the guy. He can't talk to you anymore because if he talks to you, if he's open with you, it's going to end in disaster. And when that mental link connects, often what I think happens is that men retreat into themselves. They don't externalize their thoughts. They don't think they're allowed. And then this this is my phrase for it. I call it the people's republic. So basically inside the man, he will be like 80% with you and then there'll be a 20% of him, which is his personal republic, which is stuff that he doesn't share with you, won't tell you about and uh and eventually that space inside of him that isn't being intimate and isn't within being open with you just grows and grows and grows and then revolts um and it, it's it's an easy so i I get that li like a get lying is bad, but I also think when someone lies or withholds information, it's also good on the reverse to question how much space there really was um in the relationship to be truthful uh the other point of acceptance I think is really interesting is. You know, how much approval a guy feels, how much attraction and attention he feels from you. Again, cheating when you're in an agreed monogamous relationship uh, is obviously not good and not right uh, and is deceptive and uncool. Uh, However, if that is if you know, I think that we always kind of think the men cheat because they've seen something that has like really nice boobs that walks past or whatever and i actually think often it's a it's a quest for intimacy or a quest for more approval that they don't yeah. feel in the home space right uh, yeah, they,
1: think, yeah these are like massive massive concepts yeah they're but, huge
2: and i'm like skipping over them but it's important to know the important yeah. thing is to know that i think in all relationships there's a duality and like i can say like i could probably say i've been mean, if you want to put it that way screwed over by guys in the past like you know i've been you know the worst female fears abandonment that's that's got to be up there for women like left at a point of vulnerability i've been there uh i've been cheated on a whole bunch of different mm. times all of this stuff is pretty epic uh to confront and to face but what i think is so important and i i kind of hope that if the women's a woman is listening to this i hope that you feel actually a bit comforted by this in a bizarre way is that that it isn't just, it's so easy to simplify it as, he's a bastard, he did this, he wasn't a real man, uh, you know, and I, all this stuff happened, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we say that and we enter into a, a, a thing of hate or of hostility or of resentment or of anger towards uh, the opposite sex. In fact, usually it, it's good to kind of look back and explore the duality of how that big life event or how that thing came into effect. And I'm not to say, I'm sure that he has tons of stuff to work on, and he has plenty of flaws, and he shouldn't have done certain things, and sometimes were downright wrong. But I bet buried within that, there's going to be questions around intimacy, there's gonna be questions around acceptance. I'd also probably be questioning whether you were, you know, if he really shocked you and disappointed you, how much were you really listening uh, to who he was beforehand? You know, how much were you how much were you really uh, being interested in his presence and how much of that were you filling in the blanks with what you hoped he would be like or what you wanted him to be like. So I think in that, that duality between men and women, what's quite good and powerful is even when really kind of bad relationship stuff or relationship breakdowns happen, I think it's never quite right or never quite healthy to lay all the blame at someone else's door, even if society has told us like, the cheater is always wrong or the liar is always wrong or the person who abandons is always wrong you know this unilateral sense of this is 100% wrong and i'm 100% right i don't think is really helpful i don't think it really helps to perhaps heal the the rifts or those feelings that you know going through something like being cheated on or being abandoned the those marks of hurt that it leaves you with that doesn't help uh you know entering more into that space instead, and I think this is what I really enjoy about Steve's work, is it's actually kind of good to think about personal responsibility, to think also about the dynamic of the relationship, and actually about what was there in the space of the relationship, or what was there between you that facilitated those circumstances arising. And I think if you kind of see things that way, you can actually practice some sort of like, empathy and forgiveness uh for understanding why he felt that knee jerk reaction like oh my god i can't handle it run um it will actually i think help you to come to peace with with some things that can be really difficult anyway that's my, that's uh
1: no no this is really good and it actually makes me want to like talk for hours about it but before i i touch that one there's there's a lot i could say about it even personally but I just want to say, like, if you're in an argument with your man and it's a high emotional pressure thing, here's what he's thinking. <laughs> like, yeah. He is going like, fuck, I, she's going to somehow turn this into some different way that I don't understand. And uh, one, because I think differently. You know, guys are going to think differently. They're not as good as it is expressing the emotional. When we get emotional, we can't we either go like super logic and rational or we get blinded and not to say like i mean women can get blinded in a different way but it's like that's their ground and so we just go okay i'm not going to talk about it and uh it can be really really tough and if if men don't have an outlet you know a men's group and a woman's group is the best thing that Mm -hmm. one can do for themselves to get some of that stuff off their chest but if guys don't have that sort of release where they can go and you know, shit talk or go and hike or do some sort of sporting activity to get it out of there, then it will, it, then it will eat at them and really screw some things up. One thing that I'll say about cheating and, um, I mean, we just, we can't get into it too crazy here just because of time, but I've cheated a lot in my life. I haven't done it in this relationship, but I've done it. That was my lifestyle for a long time. Mm. And sometimes I had relationships where I was, uh, you know, where it was, we were allowed to date other people so it's not cheating, right? And then other times we were like, no, nope, we're, we're good. And then I'd go do my own thing. One thing that's interesting about that is it was never about all the things that a lot of people assume about it. Guys and girls. So when guys get cheated on, and I've been cheated on a ton too. Uh, it's always about just, all right, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to search for something outside of myself. And there's so many different variations to it. Like if you're in a long-term relationship, it can be hard to maintain that spark. You know, mm-hmm. like the desire just isn't, it isn't there after a while. And so you see it in other people. And, and this is an interesting phenomenon that both men and women have had. It's not all men and women, but it's really common that uh, if you're in that situation and you cheat and have sex with somebody else, then your feelings of love and intimacy and sex then come back to whoever your partner is. And it it's hard to understand. If you don't have a group of people that has experienced this and talk about it, then you keep doing it to, to have a better relationship. And there's better ways to find different sexual outlets without, you know, fully compromising yourself or compromising your relationship or building up drama to maintain your relationship and stupid stuff like that. But yeah, cheating out I mean, I'm totally open to talk about it and have done it a whole a whole bunch, but I don't to know to if do we have another, the time like, to
0: do it right now. <laughs> we probably need to do
2: another Love HQ podcast, which is like, oh, I mean, I'm doing in my, you know, I've got to have a book coming out soon. And like, there's a big chapter on cheating and exploring the many, you know, from my perspective, anyway, the many myriad of reasons why people go down that, uh, go down that rabbit hole, which is usually not what we're told it are the reasons for, for cheating or, or needing to cheat. Um, you know, I'm going to get you back. This is my basic, my main conclusion that I've come to through talking to Steve today is: do another podcast with Steve when you have an infinite amount of time. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to put this online anyway because I think why not? It's like the warm up. Um So in the meantime, you know, I know that most of your stuff is 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 male orientated, but I hate maybe the women have got a guy in their life or know a man who could who could use with. Uh, use with kind of connecting with you, and also I think for the women maybe it'd be interesting for them. I'm always into. I mean, I think I'm quite lucky uh, working as I do that I get such an insight into yeah, the male totally. headspace because I think that actually like the way forward is generally to kind of get down and understand one another better and be Absolutely. more empathetic. Um, so generally, how can people? Find out more if they've been listening to this and they're curious and they can't wait for Yeah, well, first
1: off, here's something that you can do. If you like this podcast, you listen to it on whatever the venues are, iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever different ones that uh, this is on, leave a comment, and then perhaps the next uh, podcast that Haley and I do, you can she can a- ask me that question or you could bounce that question off both of us and hopefully get a good answer. Um, but for me, I'm at thesexuallife.com. Um, one thing that might be interesting is my wife's website. It's it's new. It's mommy of today. and It's all about being a mom and recipes and staying in shape and being in relationships and all that stuff, which is like really cool. Like really cool. Like we had a whole midwife uh, birth and we're having an at home birth for our next son. Wow, uh, which is coming up in a few like six weeks or so. Oh my god! But, good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's really cool. But man, it's so feminine. Like, I, like when I go to the birth center, it's the coolest thing. It's just so awesome. But it's just, it's like women be, doing the woman thing. That it's like, okay, uh, yeah, I'll I'll play with the kids. Who, well, you guys do your chick stuff. I don't I don't get it. So it's really cool. But she has a website called Mommy of Today, uh, which you might be interested. I know it's I'm not fully it with. What I'm saying, but yeah, it's all right. I, are, people, I
2: can. I can hear silent nods in the background of being like, yeah, he's a nice guy. You know, he loves his wife, and yeah, <laughs> we get it. He's a man. He's not able to articulate. I think, and I also think, mummy vlogging and blogging. I, you know, I hope I get to do that one day. I think that sounds that's that's awesome and it's cool. I like the fact that we get to talk about that stuff way more openly now as well. So
1: yeah, yeah. I can. Imagine- well, the cool thing is, is you will do it because you're already disciplined to doing so much. And when that time comes in your life, if it does, you'll you'll be all over it. I will. I will
2: be video camera in hand, but not quite that graphic. <laughs>
1: So, anyway, so that's where you find me. I can't wait to come on next. And if you ladies have any questions about cheating or sex or men's sure behaviors towards sex. I
2: imagine cheating not coming up. A big question. Yeah, these are
1: things that I'm pretty open about and I've I've and I'm very proud of it Like a lot of people get all pissed or like it's like this misogynistic stuff But there was a time and a place for that in my life And there was a reason behind it whether or not that reason was good or bad I also was able to use it to transition to live a life where I'm pretty happy with stuff So I think that's an important story because lying happens. It's not right. It's not good but we got to look at why it happens. Cheating happens. We got to look at why it happens, mm. and rather than just you know pushing it away and spitting at it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. And you know what else I just say is one last kind of thing that you can take sure. from Steve today, uh, women is I notice how he talks about him in his his previous life. You've got a one a truly wonderful and beautiful. I mean, it's entirely si- sincerely amount of um, self-acceptance and you don't place too much judgment at your past. And I think lots of us do. You know, we look back on our actions and we nitpick and we wish things could have been different and we regret. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think you have to a lot of the time go, you know what, I'm a human. (laughs) Therefore... It's part of my condition that I have not got it right <laughs> the first time, or you oh. know, I have to go on a journey to become closer to actually what I really am. And I've probably screwed it up, and I've screwed some people over on that passageway. It's not intentional, but it's the part of the it, that's just life. And I, I think that if you know, women, if you can listen to the beautiful way. That uh, you talk about your past, your previous experiences, I think that is as a good that 's a good general life lesson in terms of how we should carry on and move on positively into the future um so i 'm definitely going to get Steve back no questions um probably next month or something pretty soon, I think because i 've just loved it, um, so i 'm going to steal more of his time uh, and of course, if you 've loved it or if you think this is interesting or like oh my gosh or i want I want to know more about what these you know what these are uh, these are uh, these men are. Teaching us or you want to learn oh, and you want to be more empathetic or more understanding or you want to get to grips with relationships. I think as women we need to kind of do more of this. We need to kind of you know have that empathy and that understanding towards towards guys. Um uh, and this is something that actually there's actually kind of a lot more resources in some ways out there for guys. So if you've enjoyed what we're saying, please subscribe, please comment, please share this podcast with someone else and i will be back again next week with another episode of love hq so thank you for listening see you soon
0: Later.
2: thank you for listening to my podcast today uh if you want to find out more about me please head to forward slash club where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club you can also catch up with me on youtube at haleyquinnxx, quinn xx on instagram as haleyquinnx, and on twitter as plain old quinn uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show please engage me please reach out and
1: thank you again for your support